In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Welcome to Eat Sleep Fantasy. I'm your trusty host, Armando Crespo. You can follow me at Thunder Crespo and at Eat Sleep FF. And with me, as always, is Dale DeMond. How you doing, Dale? Hey, man. Yeah, it's a different episode. Uh, Armando just introed his first ever episode of Eat Sleep Fantasy. Um, he did okay, I think. Um, you should have said, welcome, everybody. But you didn't say that. You didn't welcome anybody. You just said, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Anyways, um, wait, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Derek, Wade, oh, yeah. Nick, and Zach yes. for all their hard, hard fucking work at NFFC. <laughs> you finally got it. Yeah, we went to, um, I think uh, we already talked about it a few times on Twitter, and, and I think on the last pod, we went to the National Fantasy Football Convention. Um, and those guys um, really hustled and helped us out. Um, for free, which was pretty crazy. I don't know if they were expecting to get paid and we just didn't pay them or, um, they just did it for free just because they wanted to be part of something cool. But, um, it, it turned out really good. Uh, we met a lot of you guys. Yeah. Thanks for coming out everyone. Yeah. We met a lot of you guys at the convention and after we did a draft. Um, I think maybe a couple of you that we drafted with maybe are listening. Um, if you are, we appreciate that. Um, don't forget, um, www.eatsleepfantasy.com. Um, you can get all the articles and podcasts and sign up for our draft kit, all that good stuff. Um, I think we could just get right into it. I mean, we don't have a lot of bullshit to talk about. This is, uh, let's not, um, when it's Christian not- is here, all he wants to do is just waste time. And giggle away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he does giggle. Um, this is a giggle-free podcast today. We're giving you the goods. Um, going through some news, we have an interview uh, that we met up with uh, Chris Thompson, running back of the... Washington Redskins, um, he talked to us for a couple minutes. Oh, I kind of do want to talk about this. This was crazy. Go for it. So we got Chris Thompson. Uh, he was walking around the convention. You know, we introduced ourselves. He was happy to come on. Super cool guy. Um, his handler, and I don't know if I should say handler, like his, <laughs> like his PR guy, I guess, right? Um, we talked to him, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll have Chris come over as soon as he's done with these guys. Super cool guy. Big, tall guy with dreads. It's like, hey, you know, cool guy. So he came over. Um, he told us, hey, you know, you have just a couple of minutes to talk to him. So we did come to find out and, you know, football players are kind of hard to recognize anyways, unless you're huge fans of them. Right. I mean, with, uh, you know, especially if they're not like a quarterback that's always in the public. Um, I am like 95 percent sure that his guy that was ushering her around was Dwayne Bow. And we all remember Dwayne Bow from his Cleveland years. Yeah. So that was um, that was. That was really interesting. Um, if I would have known it was Dwayne Bow, I might have interviewed him over Chris Thompson. But he, he used to be so good. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. He was really good. He got quick decline, but he was good. Anyways, I thought that was a weird story. Like I said, I'm like 95% sure. So if any of you know Dwayne Bow, maybe you can ask him for us. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the news. First thing we want to talk about is Ezekiel Elliott getting arrested after NFFC. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he was at the convention, and afterwards, I guess he went to a bar that Saturday or Sunday night, um, got into an altercation. Uh, do you have the details on that? No, I, but I know that all charges have been dropped. Um, yeah. They suspended their investigation on Ezekiel. Apparently, he didn't throw a punch. So, but this raises a flag. Like he, a, dude's gonna get suspended for something. I mean, this year. there was something with him sexual harassment, and then there was a parade a while ago where he he lifted some woman's shirt up. Yeah, no, he, you know, he dropped the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, um, if he didn't get suspended for, he needs to get suspended. <laughs> something just for being an asshole. So <laughs> you can guess that he's probably gonna get suspended for a game or two for doing something stupid. Um, eventually, eventually. I mean, don't I wouldn't you know. He's not gonna drop drop my boards at no, all. No, he's still no, gonna no. be top yeah, three yeah. running back, yeah. but just be aware. <laughs> this yeah. guy's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. He's a good running back, but he's not the yeah. he's gonna miss a couple games somehow, some way. Um another guy got arrested over the weekend is uh Foreman out of uh Houston, the backup to Lamar yeah, Miller. He's been going pretty high in drafts, but he got busted for marijuana and holding a gun. <laughs> so yep, I don't know if that raises Lamar Miller's value or what that does, but it secures his spot a little bit more, right? Because people were saying for people, you know, last year Lamar Miller wasn't great, and his spot for some were kind of up for grabs if the rookie was good enough. Um, it doesn't look like it now. It seems like Lamar Miller's spot is pretty secure. If you're really micromanaging your rankings, move Lamar Miller up a smidge, um, but it really doesn't do much for me overall. Yeah, well, the drafts we did this week, uh, I've done we've done a couple of the past couple of weeks, and Lamar Miller has been sliding as being like a workhorse running back has been sliding down a little bit, and I think this definitely he should be jumping back up a little more for me yeah. now that Foreman's not really a threat in my opinion. He's definitely going to be on the coach's bucket list or what do you call it shit list? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not on his bucket list. <laughs> what um, about uh, <coughs> excuse me, Mike Williams? He is not doing so great health wise there. I mean, there's several reports, one that he's feeling good, one that he's not. Um, he will probably open camp on the pup list. Not ready for the full grown dog list yet. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are new to the podcast, when you get off the pup list, you are a full grown dog. Um, I hope you, at least you chuckled at that joke because we laughed our asses off <laughs> when, when the first time we said it on the podcast. Anyways, um, he's not on the full grown dog list or he won't be by the time the, uh, uh camp starts. And so go ahead. I was just going to say Tyrell Williams, right? Definitely jumps up. I mean, even Keenan Allen, you know, like there's two starting wide receivers here that are injured, injury prone at the moment. So I think Tyrell Williams definitely deserves to be drafted as, you know, as a number three wide receiver, possibly flex. Right. Um, so right. just keep that in mind. He's falling pretty far in drafts as like a fifth bench player. Right. Uh, Ger- Geronimo Allison, the Packers, the wide receiver. Is this news? Should I just not even talk just about say it? Just say it. <laughs> he suspended for the first game of 2017 for violating league substance abuse policy. Whatever. I mean, very, very, very deep leagues. He's was on the radar. Um, nothing crazy. I'd rather have Aberdeus. Aberdeus? Jared Aberdeus? <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> uh, Mitch Trubisky, I guess uh, people in the NFL calling him Mitchell uh, Trubisky. Uh, he finally signed his deal, so that's over with. Um, he agreed to a four year deal on um, Wednesday. So it doesn't matter. Barnage yeah. is meeting with the Jags and Ravens. If you're drafting in a SFB league, that's something to be aware of. He might be worth. Uh, Super late round, late draft, like number twenty two, yeah. twenty one, just to stash see where he goes because 
the Jags are hurting a tight end with Mercedes Lewis being the only guy, and then Ravens just losing Pitta. Um, definitely worth a yeah. late stash. If he goes to the Jags, I think it's a pretty good opportunity. Mercedes Lewis is more of a blocking tight end. He did have a couple of high, like good games back in the day. But I think by default, why. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's a big guy. I mean, he did well, but I think if Blake Bortles plays at, like he did last year with the pretty good fantasy production last year for Blake Bortles, but really the year before when Allen Robinson lit up, I think Gary Barnage in that offense will be okay. Uh, there's a ton of tight ends I'd take before, but if you're in a deep league that had, everybody has two tight ends, um, this he, he might be a pickup, worth a pickup. Yep. Um, there's news that Duke might start getting more touches coming into the season. We heard this last year. He ended up moving up everyone's boards, and he was a bust. Yeah, Duke Johnson. Yeah, Duke Johnson. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's Duke Johnson Jr. I think he just started the junior thing not too long ago. But anyways. Um, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And uh, the biggest news is Corwin Williams is back up to David Johnson right now to open camp. Um, if you're drafting now, definitely I would definitely pick up Corwin Williams. He has showed some flashes. Yeah, he has. Um, so if you're looking, if you're wondering who the backup is, it's not going to be Andre Ellington. It's probably going to be Corwin Williams. So just stash him late drafts, round 22 if you can. Yeah. And another tight end news. This is like a tight end podcast for some I reason. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Zach Miller probably won't be playing for the Bears this season. Um, all reports indicate that he's uh, he's not going to be playing Yeah, the Wizards are early Bears. draft pick on a new tight end, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, and I think that about does it for the news. Um, Anything else? No, no, I think it's about Oh, it. before we uh, get into the real meat and potatoes of the podcast, uh, don't forget we are giving away a Russell, Russell Wilson helmet, autographed helmet, on Twitter. All you have to do to enter is to like us on or uh, follow, uh, us. follow us on Twitter and retweet that pinned tweet that just says, uh, you know, that has a picture of it. I think we have over 400 retweets right now, so you're... Tweets. It's pretty good odds. I mean, one out of 400 isn't too hard to win. And, um, yeah, it's there. One out of 400 is not bad. No, no, it's not bad at all. And, you know, I'll, I'll sign up for anything that I'm a one out of 400. Anything? Yeah. Tell me, give me some, give me a contest. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the meat and the potatoes of our podcast, as Dale says. <laughs> That's one thing. That's kind of weird, you know, because I'm white American, right? And you are Cuban and Puerto Rican, right? Yes, sir. Half and half. Yep. There's a lot of things I say like that you have you've never heard. I'm guessing that you don't use meat and potatoes too often. No, only when I'm with you. Have you ever heard that expression? No, only when I'm with you. Only white people say those things. <laughs> we just laugh at you for saying stupid shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're going to talk about some players, uh, just some, I guess, things that we have noticed in our past drafts. We've done a few mocks. Uh, we're in a couple leagues. Uh, we're in the Scott Fish Bowl. So we're going to kind of look at. Not necessarily the ADPs, but who's going before who and how much sooner they're going. For instance, we could just jump right into it. We're looking at uh, Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. Obviously, both running backs for the Minnesota Vikings. Right now, Dalvin Cook is going about two and a half rounds earlier than Latavius Murray. Based on speculation that Dalvin Cook, obviously, Dalvin Cook is a talent, most talented running back in that offense, I think. But Latavius Murray is the veteran who has proven to be a pretty good goal line back. Uh, he's a big body. He could score. He can get in the end zone. Dalvin Cook was awesome in college. Overall ADP right now for Dalvin Cook is 53. Latavius Murray's at 97. 
Um, so we're looking at, I don't know what, about 40, 40 or so picks yeah. after. Some news came out, too, that's kind of interesting, is that Dalvin Cook will be – they're looking for Dalvin Cook to return some kicks this year. So I kind of feel like Latavius Murray will get the nod to be the running back to start off with. I mean, that's a – returning kicks is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think that that many picks between them is a little ridiculous at the moment. I took Latavius Murray literally five, six, seven rounds apart in the SFB Bowl, which I think is – Redonkulous. Yeah. Oh, so are you? So if Cook is at fifty three and Murray's at ninety seven, are you moving them both closer to each other? Or are you moving one up or one down? I mean, you kind of have to move Murray up a little bit. I think he's going way too late. I mean, there's too much hate on him. They did just sign him with a pretty nice contract. He has to be moving up. I know they signed uh, Dallin Cook as a second round pick, but they believe in Murray to an extent. I think he's going to get the first nod because he is the veteran. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right now Murray is pretty much a thirty seventh through the 40th or so running back off the board. Is that about where you think he should go? Maybe in the high 30s, like 30 through 35? Yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. I would I would rather have him in the round 29, but I think that's pretty good. Okay. Um, let me do a couple of names at you that I think are interesting. Um, would you rather have Latamius Murray or Adrian Peterson? Uh, Latavius Murray. Um, Latavius Murray or Amir Abdullah? That's a tough one. There, I mean, they're all going to kind of be in that same tier for me. I, I'm i liking Amir Abdullah a little bit more, I think. Just because he might get the, the first crack. You know, he there's a good chance he'll be the number one running back there. A better chance, I guess. But there is uh, Theo Riddick over there. I don't know. I, I think I might take Latavius Murray still over here. Um, He has shown more talent than Amir Abdullah. He hasn't really shown anything besides that one run he did, what, two years ago now? Right. Um, yeah. Another guy I think is pretty interesting is Latavius Murray or Stewart. We'll talk about Stewart in a bit. They're both like losing touches to rookies. They are. I am. I'll flip this question. I'm a little more nervous for Latavius Murray to get overtaken by Cook than I am for Jonathan Stewart to get taken over by really? McCaffrey. McCaffrey was a first round draft pick. I think McCaffrey. <laughs> I think McCaffrey will pl- or I think McCaffrey can play a little bit different role out of the backfield than right. Stewart. So I think I think their value is going to be a little their value on the team is going to be a little bit different. I think Cook can do the same things that Latavius Murray does. I think Jonathan Stewart is going to be the goal line back this year throughout the entire season versus Cam Newton the way he was, you know, leading up to midway through last year of his career. Right. Um, so I think Stewart will get be a red zone monster next year. Okay, fair enough. I don't know why we jumped onto the Jonathan Stewart. Thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, it's fine. I mean, um, I think there was a pretty good, pretty good comparisons. Another good veteran versus rookie is Jeremy Hill and Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is going about a hundred picks sooner than Jeremy Hill. Uh, Mixon right now his average draft position is around. 17 to 20 uh, amongst running backs hills is around 50 so there's about 30 running backs right now between mixon and hill it's fucking crazy it doesn't make any sense i mean no one's been given the starting job they need that needs to be squeezed down i mean burrito took him as a number one running back in sf people i think that's crazy and not very bright who burrito took T- him took mccaffrey as the number one running back oh you're talking about mccaffrey so. yeah Oh. I, yeah, we're, oh, wait. Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it. I'm looking. <laughs> You're looking at the wrong note. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Joe Mixon. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> 
Let's just start over. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in. What did you say? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You don't listen to me, do you? No. <laughs> I'm talking about Hill and Mixon. All right. J- Hill right now Jesus is... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hill is at... Hill's going around the 50th running back off the board. Mixon is at the 17th running back off the board. There's about 30 running backs between them. Is that warranted? No, they haven't even announced that Mixon's going to be the starting running back. I could use the same exact things. You put a huge halt on the whole podcast. People are listening and saying, Mixon hasn't announced a starter. Hill is a red zone beast. Gio is still injured. I feel like there should be, they, they should both be in the 20, 20th range. You know, like there's no reason Mixon should be drafted as your number one slash number two running back in any league. I think it's just way too high at the moment. Yeah. Hill is still going to get the goal line carries. I mean, Hill has had over 220 carries each of the last three seasons. Is that just going to stop all of a sudden because no. Mixon's here? He's so huge, too. We saw him at the yeah, he he's saw a it, monster. Right? Yeah, his shoulders are like the size of my head. Yeah, probably three feet wide. Um, anyways, yeah, so I think the difference between Hill and Mixon is a little crazy right now. Mixon with an ADP of 41 overall. Uh, that puts him in the what the fourth round. That doesn't make any round. sense. Like well, I don't know who's doing that. Why would people do that? Don't don't do it, guys. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Take a wide yeah, receiver. Fourth, yeah, around the fourth round. That's a little crazy. Um, and for a guy that we're not sure how he's going to perform, if okay, Geo is injured. I get that, and he may not be ready to start at the beginning of the season. How much does that really help Mixon's value? Not enough to give him the seventeenth best no, running back. I, mean, I think I think it'll end up being like Hill's going to be going to get the first and second down roll, and then Hill Mixon's going to come in and get the passing downs. For sure, at least to start off with. I, Hill's going to still get the red zone. He's a monster in the red zone. That makes sense. This last duo, uh, Rob Kelly and Sam J. Perrine, Perrine Perrine. Perrine. Um, nobody really knows. They are going pretty close, and I think the other duo should be around this because we're not sure. Rob Kelly is about the ninety uh, 95th to 100th player off the board, and Prine is going about 110 or so. So they're pretty close. I think that's the way it should be. I don't, but my my only argument is I think Rob they should both be a little – I think Rob Kelly should be a little higher in drafts. I mean, right now he was a workhorse last year, like – yeah, they drafted Prime, but what's going to change? Is he? Gonna, do you think they're going to be a three-headed monster with Chris Thompson as well? No, I, th- I think it's going to be either Rob Kelly or Prime, and then Chris Thompson's going to. Chris Thompson's keeping his. And what role. about Matt Jones? Matt Jones is gone. Matt Jones is gone. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt Jones is out of the picture now. Uh, I think that Rob Kelly coming off as a thirty-six best running back is probably about where he should be. Out of all the guys we talked to, I mean, you're looking at you know he's very flex worthy. Right, yeah. In the in the mid thirties, I think that's a solid flex. Prine, I don't know if you would need if you get him, you would need to draft him the round after you draft Rob Kelly, which I did in our Dallas ESF and Friends League last weekend. I drafted Rob Kelly. Dale's really bad at fantasy football. (laughs) I drafted Rob Kelly. Well, there wasn't very many. I was really thin on running backs, and I figured, hey, if I'm going to get him, I got to get him now. Get him some insurance. So. Uh, Rob Kelly and Perrine are pretty close to the same value, and they should be. I'm not sure you need to draft him back-to-back. No, I would just go for Rob Kelly. I feel like until, until he's not the starting running back, just take Rob Kelly ahead of Perrine. He was taking, he was reached for my other leagues, like, like the number one running back, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah, that is a little crazy. 
These are professionals. These are people that call themselves an out, uh, professional handball players. Crazy. <laughs> All right, less. I'm gonna. I want to do something different. I want to apologize to Hateful Eight if you're listening. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you're no, this far, I just want to bring it up. <laughs> bring it up right now. Armando, last episode, he called out one of the guys on another podcast saying that he sucked and he <laughs> his roster isn't the greatest. But look, yes. Um. So, anyways. Without giving too much promotion to other podcasts, we're not like that. I mean, we 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 listen to a lot of different podcasts, but um, yeah, that that maybe was a little too harsh to call somebody that can't defend themselves. He can defend himself. He can tweet at me. He can't defend himself while you're talking at, to him. Crespo. No, uh, I think he needs to come on and and explain himself to you and see if he can we'll change. Talk it out. We should have our voters pick between um teams. <laughs> Anyways, we're not going to get to that, but I do want to do something different here. I'm going to play the Chris Thompson interview. It's only a couple minutes long um, because we're – what? We're not going to talk about Jordan Matthews and yes. Javon Austin? We're talking about running backs right now. Let me throw in this interview with uh, Chris Thompson, and then we'll talk about wide receivers to fin- finish up the show. I see. That's a different part. See? You like that, right? Mm-hmm. That, they don't call me a genius of Easley Fantasy for nothing. Genius of Easley Fantasy. They All right. Call you genius of Eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the interview. All right. So joining us now – is Chris Thompson, the running back from the Washington Redskins. Just got a couple questions for you here, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a lot of changes on your offense this offseason. I mean, you got Garcon's gone. You got Sean Jackson gone. They drafted rookie uh, Perrine. How do you see your role maybe changing a little bit this year? Um, you know, just just losing guys like Pierre and Deshaun, um, I'm going to have to step up more. Um, you know, my opportunities in the past game could increase um, given that I did pretty good in that in that aspect uh, last year. So um, I'm excited about the opportunity. And then, you know, we have guys like Terrell Pryor that we signed. Josh Doxson, he was hurt last year. So, um, you know, I think I think all together as a group, we, we have the uh, potential to be really good. I, I really like your offense a lot this year. I think um, Kirk Cousins actually needs to give you the ball more. I, I was looking at some of your stats, man. Five and a half yards of carry since you've been in the league. Um, what are some of the things that you've been working on in the offseason? Um, being a better route runner. Um, that's that's pretty much been my, been my focus. Um, when we started OTAs, uh, my goal was to, you know, win, win my matchups all, at all times and just uh, become a better runner. And, um, you know, if those opportunities come where I get a chance to run the ball, you know, more, I, I still want to keep that average high. You know, my goal is always to be – over five yards per carry every year and you know I'm never shying away from that so um, you know that that's just been my focus just trying to be even better in the past game I you know I had 49 catches I want I want 11 more so I right. can have like 60 so you know I, that's that's the goals I set for myself and a lot of people in fantasy are playing PPR now I just got one more question before we go do you play fantasy football at all I've never played before so oh, we, I'm, we, exci- I'm we excited get you about doing leagues. this today yeah. all right Awesome, man. All right, so uh, where can our, our listeners follow you at? Um, Twitter is Chris Thompson underscore four, and my Instagram is cthompson25. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for joining right, us. Thank, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yeah. All right, and we're back. Um, that turned out pretty well. It was kind of impromptu interview with Chris Thompson, cool guy. Um, Dwayne Bow was standing right next to us, and we did not interview Dwayne Bow. Um, so sorry about that. Um, anyways. I want to make a you didn't catch it joke. Because he can't catch. That's why he's not in the NFL. Anyways, we're, let's talk about a couple wide receivers going on kind of like the same thing that we're talking about. Should we talk about the Chris Thompson interview or just keep going? Like people just heard it. No one cares. 
they, if they made this, they probably didn't make it this far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, so talking about wide receivers here, kind of the same things that we were talking about earlier with the running backs. Um, uh, Armando wanted to talk about Tavon Austin. For the most part, he's being undrafted, at 239th player off the board. Last year, he had over 100 targets, 58 receptions, 500 yards, sprinkle on a couple touchdowns here and there. A new contract. He should be drafted. I'm not. I'm not saying understand. he sh- he's, he won't be starting anytime soon, but he should be drafted. I mean, he's a number one wide receiver on you know Jared Goff's second year. Todd Gurley should have a bounce back year with in some sort of way, just be a little better. I truly, I truly believe Tavon Austin can finish as a top 24, top 30 wide receiver. I don't think that's outside the realm of possibilities. He's going behind guys like Rashard Matthews, Corey Coleman. I don't know, Corey Davis, Sterling Shepard. I, I think that's a little crazy. Karen Meredith? Like, what the fuck? Tavon he, Austin's a first-round quality player. Granted that Jordan Matthews missed two games more than Tavon Austin, they both ended with 106 targets and three touchdowns. Why are we talking about? I thought we were talking about Tavon Austin. I am, but I'm just comparing to Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews is being drafted. Last year, Tavon Austin ended the year uh, with at 56 among wide receivers. Dave, Devontae Parker, who hasn't done anything in the NFL, is being drafted before as like a number three wide receiver. It doesn't make any sense why Tavon Austin is going this far down. They got a new offensive coordinator. Fisher's gone. There's a lot of upside over there with Tavon Austin. There's no reason he should be undrafted. If he go, if you're in the 16th round and he's still on the board, take him over a kicker. Yeah. I mean, he last year he finished in the mid-50s in wide receivers. I don't see why he can't do that again. Adam Thielen's going above him. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, Adam Thielen. Would you take Tavon Austin or Jordan Matthews? Jordan Matthews. Yeah, that's a stupid question. Let's scratch that. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Josh Doxson or, <laughs> just, or Tavon Austin? I kind of like Tavon Austin. Yeah. Okay. Josh Doxson's going before Tavon Austin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bashar Perryman or Tavon Austin? I like Tavon Austin. There you go. All right. Moving him up. All right. Yeah, Let's keep going. I don't know. Marvin Jones or Tavon Austin? Ah. Uh, I kind of, I kind of believe Marvin Jones. Oh. I kind of I think he's going to bounce back. He started off the year so hot last year. I like I think I like Marvin Jones better. Than That's Tavon fine. He, he's not the number fifty. He's not the fiftieth wide receiver in the NFL. He should be somewhere in the forties or thirties, which where we kind of have him ranked right now. Right. Well, okay. Let's say this. I know Jordan Matthews is going before Tavon Austin, and he should be drafted before Tavon Austin. But he is being drafted a hundred more than a hundred spots before Tavon Austin. And they finish with Matthews? yes, yeah. And they finish with almost a same stat line. Well, you're comparing quarterbacks. I mean, Cam, Car- Carson Wentz is way better, sure, than Jared Goff at the moment. You know, no, seasons yeah. long. Right. Sure, we'll sure, see sure. what happens. Right, but that's a big difference for two guys who finished very similar to each other. Yeah, and Kenny Britt's gone as well, so that just means Target's going to go somewhere, and they're going to go to Tavon Austin because he's by far the best wide receiver on that roster. He's like a poor man's Percy Harvin. He's what I wish Percy Harvin. Would have been Percy Harvin. Was not Percy good. Harvin he was, was good. very good. He was good for the one season he had <laughs> Brett Favre. Yeah, I know, and he was supposed to be really good. Yeah, I know. He, His I headaches have, got the best of him. Yeah, that sucks. It's hunger headaches. Starting him was a headache. I know. You see, had him see, as a receiver or wide receiver, and <laughs> I did. Yeah. I loved him. That's why he's always a loser. Jeez, <laughs> I'm sorry. Not always yeah. a loser. <laughs> um, the next guy I kind of want to talk about is Jordan Matthews. I got a lot of eyebrow raises when he when I drafted him as my number four wide receiver. 
I mean, he's not that far away from what he was when he a couple of years ago when he had Deshaun Jackson over there. Um, Alshon Jeffrey just survived. He's better as a number two wide receiver out of the slot, where that's where he's at right now. I think Jordan Matthews working out of the true slot and letting Alshon Jeffrey work the outside is going to help that him. That sounds immensely. a lot better than what I just said. Thanks, Dale, <laughs> for really clarifying that. <laughs> yes, Jordan Matthews, I think, will improve from last year. Again, 100-plus targets is always good, especially for a slot receiver. It's pretty pretty decent. The three touchdowns should go up from what he had last year with Carson Wentz getting a little bit better and a little more season and a little more, I guess, less restricted. He yeah. didn't he didn't make a lot of mistakes earlier in the year, Carson Wentz I'm talking about. So um, maybe he will take a little bit more chances, and that may help Jordan Matthews a little bit. Yeah, I think Jordan Matthews is a steal right now in drafts, considering where he's going as number four wide receiver. He's definitely, I feel like, borderline 3-2 at least, at the very least. Not two. I could, I could, I'll, I can confidently say three. Yeah, um, definitely not two. Would you have him or or Kenny Britt? I think I like Jordan Matthews better. Devontae Parker, or Kenny Britt. I mean, Devontae Parker or Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. Larry Is that crazy? No, I agree. Jordan Matthews or Larry Fitzgerald. I like Jordan Matthews better. Decker. Or Jordan Matthews? Jordan Matthews by a landslide. Yeah. Okay. In our rankings, we have Jordan Matthews behind him. Dig. Okay. Diggs or Jordan Matthews? People really like Diggs. I think it's crazy. So what do you think, though? I think I got to take Diggs. Don't listen to the ballers, Dale. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> what did I, you say? Diggs? I think I got to take Diggs. There. You want to take an e-bet on that? Well, we're testing Nick right now at the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, If they play... Same amount of games. No, because I do like Jordan Matthews. I don't want to root against him. <laughs> All right. One last guy. Let's talk about him. I've, I've talked about him like crazy. I want you to talk about him just for a little bit. So Williams? I don't sound like the crazy man. Tyrod, the tool man, Taylor. Yeah. If anybody talks about Tyrod Taylor on Twitter, please hashtag tool man, Taylor. I'm trying to get that started. It's not catching on. Not one other person has used it. People <laughs> use it. People do use hashtag Toolman Taylor, but only when they're watching reruns of Home Improvement. Yeah, that's how it goes. No, people need to start using it for Tyrod the Tool. Everybody calls him Ty God. What is your point, Dale? What are we talking about, Tyrod Taylor? Just you just use it. <laughs> use a hashtag. What is that? All you want to say? <laughs> I'm just trying to get the word out. People seem not to understand not to use Toolman Taylor. It's like it's very clever. And I use it all the time, and it it just rolls off my tongue now. Toolman Taylor, and people are having such a hard time right. with that. Nickname. The reason why Dale's bringing him up is because he it, he last two seasons he's finished as a top twelve quarterback, and now he's being drafted outside the top twenty four. His ADP right now is seventeen uh, among quarterbacks. He shouldn't be he shouldn't be seventeen at all. He, last year he finished, depending on your league format, anywhere from. Seven or eight up to twelve or thirteen. Um, again, depending on you know four six point and running running points and all that stuff. But he should not be seventeenth. Uh, no. Me and Dale both have him ranked in our top ten. Brito has him ranked nineteen, just to be a dick. Who do you have him ranked? Where do you have him ranked? Ten. Me and you have him in ten. Exactly ten. Yeah. Okay. I can't move him up any higher than ten right now. <laughs> There's a lot of good quarterbacks, especially this year. Yeah. Last year I had him ranked at seven. He finished eight in my league of record, in our league of record. Um, I mean, ten is right. I think ten is right. Who's 
Who's around him in our rankings? In our rankings? Yes. Seamus Winston. Is ahead or behind? Behind. Who's who's seven, eight, nine? I'm looking at my, um in our consensus ranking, Matt Ryan, Cousins, Carr, Rivers. That's uh seven. It's before nine. him. Okay. Yeah. And then who's right after? Uh well well in our consensus ranking he's number fourteen because the burritos hate sure. Yeah. Ben so, Roethlisberger behind is Matthew Stafford and Dak Prescott, which I think is perfectly fine. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Um, do you have Jameis Winston ahead of Tyrod Taylor? No, we both have him at 12. Okay. I agree with that. I think Jameis Winston is a solid top 12 quarterback. Not Nothing more than that. I think Tyrod Taylor will be better than Jameis Winston this year. The reason why I have him ranked, last year I had him ranked 19 like you, like Brito did, and I feel like they're going to go away from the run a little more. I don't believe in LaShawn McCoy having a monster season. They did get rid of their offensive coordinator, moved over there to Melvin Gordon's team, and they drafted Zay Jones. I feel like they're going to move more towards a passing offense. Mike Gillisley is over with the Patriots, so it seems like they're moving a little more towards that. So he'll have more chances to pass the ball, throw touchdowns, but he still has those beautiful legs where he can get some yards running. Yeah, he does. He has beautiful legs. Fact. A lot of his running wasn't design plays either. He's a good scrambler. Um, I think he's very poised uh, quarterback in the pocket. They want to throw more. They drafted for offense around him. Sammy Watkins is healthy. Last year, this time, he was still in a walking boot. He's much healthier this year. I really like Tyrod Taylor, and I really like Sammy Watkins this year. Zay Jones, I drafted in my SFB, Scott Fishbowl. Um, I like him a lot. It's contract year for Sammy Watkins. Make or break. Yeah. People play pretty good on contract years. Yeah, it we, seems at least on the ones we pay attention to. Not DeAndre, not Alston Jeffrey. <laughs> well, Alston Jeffrey sucks. Mm. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Uh, I was going to ask you, why do you hate Carson Wentz? You have him ranked 23. I'm ranked 13. There's just too many good quarterbacks. It's not against him. I, I think the second half of the year was of more of an indicator of who, what kind of quarterback Even he is. Even with the huge influx of talent they just had of veterans? Blunt, Torrey Smith. You speak louder. We can't hear They you. can hear me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think Wentz is okay. I, there's a lot of better quarterbacks. You have Joe Flacco ahead of him, Dale. And Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton it definitely deserves to be ahead of him. Joe Flacco probably. Brian Hoyer. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. You know, I'm going to say this next podcast. No, I'm, no, no. Bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it in. Bring it in. And then bring some stats next podcast. I know you don't got no stats in front of oh, I have stats. Go do it. I, I have stats. Say it. Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer is going to ball out this year. Mm. Look, the the 49ers. I was going to say the Giants. The 49ers. <laughs> the 49ers are going to suck. I think Brian Hoyer. Look what he did with the Bears. The last, the last I think, three or four games that he played with the Bears before his injury, before you know, he could have really taken a great fantasy. He could have made last year a great fantasy season for himself if he didn't get injured. He had over 300 yards for four games in a row, a few touchdowns, very few. I don't know if he threw any interceptions in that four-game span. I think he did. He has Pierre Garçon to, there to help him. Garçon, really Pierre Garçon. Very, All-star talent. He's, Get that shit out of here. He's reliable. He's reliable. reliable Look, enough. Is Pierre Garçon going to have a 1,500-yard season? No. Is he going to be? He's the only receiver over there. <laughs> So he could. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Hoyer is very competent. He's going to surprise a lot of people. He's going to be inside the top 20 of quarterbacks. For like a week or two. Let's make a bet. I'll make any bet on Brian Hoyer right now. Brian, I just farted. Yeah, no, I heard you. Brian Hoyer or Aaron Rodgers, go. (laughs) Stop it. 
I'm serious. <laughs> I will take Brian Hoyer over any of these late quarterbacks. Go, give me some names. Let me see the rankings. You give me names, and I'll tell you. Philip Rivers or Brian Hoyer? Brian Hoyer. I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Philip Rivers, I'm sorry. Okay, Tyra, Let's jump in the gun. Tyrod Taylor or Brian Hoyer? Taylor. Okay, what's going on here? Jameis Winston or Brian Hoyer? You could move up a little bit. I said late round, guys. Move up or down? Carson Wentz or Brian Hoyer? Brian Hoyer. I'll take Carson Wentz. Make that an e-bet. Oh. New guy, Nick. New guy, Nick. Uh, that's an e-bet. Carson Wentz. I'm picking. Per full season. No. Full points season. per game. No. Full. They both can get injured. Yeah, I know. That's why we're doing full full season. Okay. Wait, full wait full season? Yeah. I so just, it doesn't matter if they get injured or they, not? If they get injured, they lose their points. It's it. Okay. Like, so can, Brian Hoyer is done because he's probably going to get injured. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I understand. Okay. I'll take that. Okay. So I'm Carson. picking I'm picking Brian Hoyer. People are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, before you call me crazy, before you shut off the podcast, look a little wait, bit at Brian Hoyer. Hey, listen to this. Dak Prescott or Brian Hoyer? Shut up. You say it. Dak. <laughs> I'm not going to pick. Where you going crazy, Dak Prescott? No, I mean these late guys. You know, Dak Prescott Joe, is a late guy. Not as late as Joe Flacco and those other guys. Yeah. Okay. You got it. One that, more. That's let's, a pretty okay. Let's do one more. Yeah. Deshaun Watson. No, that's a stupid one. Carson Palmer or Brian Hoyer. That's really tough. I wonder what I have him in my last ring because I haven't done rankings in a week or two. You have Palmer ranked twenty-four. Hoyer ranked higher than that. Yeah, I'll stand by that. So you want Palmer? No. I mean, I'll, I'll take Palmer. You take Hoyer? I'll take Hoyer over Palmer. Per game basis. No, 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 no. You can't switch. You guys yes, go- can. Yeah, it's two different no. bets. <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> Eat bet. No. Per game. No, 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 no. Got that new guy, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not doing points per game on that one. If you want to if you want to do it, I'll do full season. We'll Palmer's talk. probably going to get injured anyway, so That's you why. should take that. Full season. No, I shouldn't take. Oh yeah, that. you're right. You're right. <laughs> That's why I didn't Full take season. Full per season. game. Per game. No, I'm not doing it. If it's per game. Okay, fine. Only if they start week one. Only if who starts week one? Only if, the, if they're both starting week one. Because yep. who knows what's gonna happen? You don't think Palmer's gonna start week one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's old. I don't know. Okay, if they both start week one, <laughs> Hoyer might actually. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, last one. Okay. Ryan Tannehill or Brian Hoyer. I do like Brian Tannehill. You call him Brian Tannehill? <laughs> I'm going to take Brian Tannehill. <laughs> okay. You're going to take Brian Tannehill? Brian Tannehill, yes. All right. Fine. <laughs> That's all we got, guys. Okay. All right. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, go to our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. Uh, Twitter, we're super active there. Oh, if you could do us a favor and like us on Facebook. I know you guys have a Facebook, but we only have like a handful of likes. Our moms and our dads. Yeah, and like cousins and stuff. Um, it's literally just Brito's sister and <laughs> Dale's sister liking our stuff. <laughs> it's really pathetic. So get out there, guys. Show us some love. Yeah, yeah. If you could just like us on Facebook, we don't double post. So don't think that everything you see on Twitter will be on Facebook. Right. Ken- Kenneth is running our uh, Facebook, right? Kenneth. <laughs> you can follow him, follow him at. Kenneth forty four. No, that is not his Twitter. <laughs> I don't know what his Twitter is. Yeah. Okay. So at Eat Sleep FF is our Twitter. Eat Sleep Fantasy on Facebook. Um, sign up for our draft kit. Anything else? You no. don't want me to talk about the little donate button on the bottom of our. No. Right. No. But uh, stay tuned for some exciting news coming out for Eat Sleep Fantasy. What's our? I don't know yet. <laughs>
<laughs> Good tease. All right, for Armando Crespo, I'm Dale. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Napa guy knows more isn't always better. Unless we're talking about full-size vans. These beasts do more than get you from A to B. They have so much space a man can live in it. With shag carpeting, water bed, and a sweet lava lamp, these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home. With quality parts and plenty of Napa know-how, you can keep the original tiny house running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.